Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. You're listening to Comedy Central. American football season is just around the corner. And once again, it's coinciding with some disturbing news. There is startling new research out tonight about football and head trauma, the largest study of its kind. The American Medical Association studied the brains of 202 deceased football players from all levels who had shown signs of CTE when they were alive. 87% had the disease. And among former NFL players, all but one had the disease. All but one. For more analysis, we turn to our senior sports analyst, Roy Wood Jr., everybody. Roy. I'm, I'm flabbergasted by this. How should football fans react to this new study? They should ignore it. The study was inconclusive. There's no need to get all bothered about it. Uh, but, but Roy, but Roy, all but one of the NFL brains in the study had CTE. Exactly. One of the brains didn't have it. There's no consensus. I mean, Trevor, what, what, what information do we really have on concussions? What, we got science and some movie where Will Smith tries to sound African. <laughs> Tell the truth. Tell the truth. <laughs> you can't believe everything you see Will Smith do on TV. What? Oh, so, so now you also think you can hop in a taxi and go from West Philly to Bel Air? No. <laughs> you can't do it. Ain't no way a black guy getting a cab across the country. I can't get a cab to Brooklyn. Life isn't a Will Smith movie, Trevor. Roy, it's, it sounds like you just don't want to admit that football is dangerous. Look, bruh, I'm just telling you the facts, all right? I'm a neutral observer. I don't even really be watching football for real. Oh, really? Then, uh, what was this? Celebrity fantasy football marathon. Roy Wood Jr. is here, ladies and gentlemen, the actor and comedian. Yeah. Who are you taking? I know y'all think I'm going to take this pick solely because of this jacket that I'm wearing, but it's not. <laughs> I have statistics to back up this selection. Mm. Running back, J.O.J., Matt Ryan, Mari Cooper, Cooper mm. the third right. most famous Cooper behind Anderson and Bradley. <laughs> so you just, you, you gonna pull the tapes out on the brother. Okay, you gonna play yeah. tapes on Yeah, me. I mean, when you're saying you didn't like football and I have the footage of you doing a celebrity fantasy draft. Okay, all right, fine. Look, you got me talking about some football, but I didn't enjoy it. Oh, really? No. Then what was this? 
We have a gift for Roy. Oh dear. Oh, uh -oh. we do. Uh -oh. No, no, no. We want to take uh -oh. care. Of, we want to take care of our people. We, we know do. that you're a big uh, Rice Krispie guy. Oh, do you have oh. any regrets about having participated in this thing? No, no, this is fine, man. I'm at the Daily Show all the time. This is a release. I get nice to come here and kick it, relax, and eat all this ESPN cafeteria food. A release? You need a release from working here? Oh, I'm sorry, Roy. Is working here not fun for you? This right now is pretty tense. Dude, you threw us under the bus. You make it sound like we're not even feeding you. Not Rice Krispie treats, but, but okay, I admit it. I love football, Trevor, and I know it's dangerous, but I just don't want to accept the truth. Football is part of life for a lot of kids, man. Football is their ticket out of the hood. What are, what are these kids supposed to play now? I don't know. Like, why not basketball? Basketball is fine, but not if you husky. What the husky dudes gonna play? How many basketball players you seen out there built like a bag of potatoes? Okay, 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 fine. It's not realistic to just get rid of American football, but the NFL should at least take better care of its players. Like, uh, NFL players uh, only get health insurance for five years after their career ends. Why can't the league guarantee its players lifetime health care? Trevor, look, man, where's the NFL supposed to get that kind of money? <laughs> They only made $14 billion last year. We've got to think of realistic solutions, like fixing the helmets. Oh, you mean like make the helmets stronger? Yeah. No. I mean, like, why are they giving players these helmets at all? <laughs> Trevor, you got You give somebody a helmet, their immediate response is always gonna be, hell yeah, now I can smash my head into something. <laughs> helmets promote reckless behavior. You put a piece of plastic on your head, you think you a tank. If NFL players are gonna wear something on their head, it should be a reminder not to do that stuff. That's why I made this new helmet. I got this brand new helmet for these players. See that, it, it, says, it says fragile right there. Like, 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 like when you get a delivery of, of you know, humble figurines. Well, why are you getting deliveries of humble figurines? They're collectibles, Trevor. <laughs> and if this helmet doesn't work, I got another helmet idea. This is the one right here, bro. Oh, See? You don't cover up the brain, you put it on the outside. <laughs> Players gonna be running down the field with the helmet and be like, oh, don't touch my brain, oh. Oh, get off me, my brain's out here. That is my brain out there. You know what, Roy, I can't decide if that's the most brilliant idea or the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Oh, it's brilliant, man. You want a Rice Krispie? Man, get the hell out of here. Roy Wood Jr., everyone, we'll be right back. Don't get that on my show. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year 
at lifelock.com slash news. That's lifelock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. When you think of the NFL, you're supposed to think of athletes doing exciting things like making amazing catches or throwing incredible passes and running up the middle into a big pile of people for some crazy reason. What are you doing? Go around them, you idiot! That's what I would have done! But in recent years, the actual football part of the NFL has been overshadowed by off-the-field scandals, from the Redskins controversy uh, to the blackballing of Colin Kaepernick to the league telling players that dark spots on their MRIs was just their brains getting a suntan. And this week brought a whole new scandal for the NFL, when former Miami Dolphins coach Brian Flores filed a lawsuit accusing the league of racial discrimination against black coaches. Flores claims that teams are interviewing black coaches with no intention of actually hiring them. He says he had an interview with the Broncos where the executives showed up an hour late and clearly hung over. And he had an interview with the Giants that he knew was bullshit because the team had already decided to hire a different white coach. And the way he found out that they had already hired somebody is pretty wild. Flores says he found out from Patriots coach Bill Belichick that the Giants had hired a head coach three days before he was scheduled to have an interview with the team. The complaint states on January 24th, Belichick wrote, sounds like you have landed, congrats. Flores responded saying, did you hear something I didn't hear? Belichick texted back, Giants? Flores later texts Belichick to ask if he's texting the right coach before Belichick fesses up that he has the wrong man. Sorry I expletive this up. I double-checked and I misread the text. I think they're naming Dable. I'm sorry about that. BB. Ugh. This is so embarrassing. Why do old people sign their texts? Like, do they do that for everything? I'm so horny right now. Yours truly. Henry, I want you to go to town on my ass. Affectionately, yours, Linda. Squirt emoji, squirt emoji. Best wishes, Henry. No, but for real though, this was a screw up by Belichick. And he's a coach, so he can't even blame CTE. Because this is how Flores found out that he already lost the job that he was about to interview for, about to. And you may be wondering, why would an NFL team grant an interview to a black coach if they have no intention of hiring them. Well, for a long time, black head coaches in the NFL were just not a thing, right? In fact, between 1926 and 1989, there were zero black coaches, nada. Yeah, during that 60 year period, it was easier to find a black person in space than coaching in the NFL. And finally, in 2002, Johnny Cochran, yes, the OJ guy, I guess he was really into football, he threatened to sue the league if it didn't get its act together. And so the NFL created something called the Rooney Rule, which said that at any time that there's an opening for a new coach, at least one minority candidate has to be interviewed for the job. Which is cool, but now Brian Flores is saying that these interviews he's getting, they aren't real. These teams are just going through the motions to satisfy the Rooney Rule. Think of it this way. It's almost like when your mom emails you that her friend from church, her son, 
is moving to your city and she wants you to be friends with him. And then yeah, you go get a beer with him just to make your mom happy, but you know for a fact, you're never gonna hire him as your friend. And honestly, if you're gonna make someone come to a bullshit interview, the least you can do is let them know ahead of time. Let them know this is a bullshit interview because that way they can have some fun with it. You know, think how dope it would be to get to an interview knowing you're not gonna get the job. Then you can give bullshit interviews. So what would you say is your biggest weakness? Uh, I'm deathly afraid of footballs and uh, I also don't know what a footballs is. Now look, we don't know for certain why Brian Flores didn't get these jobs, but it's clear that the Rooney Rule, despite its good intentions, has done nothing to solve the NFL's black coaching problem. The facts are clear that black coaches are not awarded the same opportunities as their white counterparts. Black coaches take longer to get hired. They get fired faster. A study found that coaches of color averaged shorter tenures than white coaches and were less likely to land another head coaching job after being fired. There was an academic study that came out across three decades, over 1,000 coaches, finding that black coaches were 114% less likely to be promoted to coordinator positions. Despite the success of coaches such as Tomlin and Tony Dungy, who both won Super Bowls. When it comes to head coaches, the league is nearly as white now as it was in 1989. In 2003, when the Rooney Rule was instituted, there were three African-American coaches in the National Football League. We are 19 years removed from the institution and implementation of the Rooney Rule, and there is now one head coach. Yeah, that's right. Out of 32 teams in the NFL, there's still only one black head coach, which is fewer than the number of black coaches when the Rooney Rule started. So the Rooney Rule is basically as useless as the five-second rule. Yeah, bitch, you dropped your food on the floor. If you put it in your mouth, that's just nasty, okay? It's not like bacteria is slow to figure it out. Is that food? Wait, that's food. And it turns out not only are black coaches still not getting enough opportunities, but when they do get the job, they have a much shorter leash than white coaches. Yeah, even if they win, there's still a good chance that they're gonna get fired. Now, is the NFL doing this on purpose to black coaches? Nobody knows. I mean, maybe, or maybe it's an unconscious bias. And that's what makes racism so hard to prove these days. Because back in the day, when someone was being racist to you, you knew, right? Because they'd be upfront. They'd just be like, oh, you? You want the head coaching job? Ha <laughs> ha, you a one funny Negro. <laughs> I didn't even know Negroes are smart enough to make jokes. Did you know that, Steve? <laughs> but that's why proving racism for black people in 2022 can be so frustrating, right? Sometimes it feels like, you know, you, you, you're the only person in a horror movie who actually knows what's going on. You gotta believe me, man. There's a serial killer in this camp. Don't be ridiculous. All these sexy teens are probably stabbing themselves to death. Come on. But no matter why it's happening, it's clear that black coaches aren't getting the same opportunities in the NFL as their white counterparts, which is a pretty demoralizing situation for black coaches to be in. NFL owners have stuck to an old game plan when it comes to hiring head coaches. And that, in turn, has sent morale among black coaches plummeting to a new low. It's now so bad, football agent Brian Levy convened a Zoom meeting for many of the black coaches he represents to talk about the Rooney Rule, part workshop, part therapy session. You see um, guys that are not as qualified um, that jump ahead of you, guys that you have trained and that were under you for years that, that jump and now, so what is the criteria? You know, the resume doesn't matter anymore. He's not getting interviewed because he's the qualified coach. He's getting interviewed because they have to hit that quota. You see the black name, you're like, oh, he's the Rooney. That's why he's interviewed, he's, he's the Rooney. Man, you see this shit? The situation is so bad for black coaches 
but they are voluntarily having Zoom meetings. Do you know how truly unfair something has to be for football coaches to talk about their feelings? Think about it. Even when they win the Super Bowl, they'll be up on the podium that night like, we played well today, gonna give the boys 20 minutes off tomorrow, and then it's back to the weight room. This is the most exciting day of my life. Well, for more on this issue, let's go now to our senior tailgating correspondent, Roy Wood Jr. Uh, Roy, I believe you're out at Miami Dolphins Stadium right now, and this story is truly a bombshell story. It is shocking, Trevor, shocking. I can't believe that racism still exists in the NFL. I mean, they had in racism on their helmet. Are you telling me that didn't do anything? You know, Roy, I'm as shocked oh. as you are. But, but let me ask you, what do you think of the Rooney Rule? Because this lawsuit seems to prove that it hasn't worked. Well, the problem with the Rooney Rule is that it underestimates racial bias. The Rooney Rule says, you don't like black people, well, hang out with one and see what happens. But nothing happened. So now it's even worse, and you're still hiring the white coach and wasting the black man's time. Right, right. So then let me Not ask to you... mention that this rule messes with the black man's self-esteem. He's going on all these interviews and doesn't get the job. He's obviously gonna wonder, well, is it me? You get low self-esteem. That, that shit starts affecting your whole life. You start having problems with intimacy. Your girl asks, what's wrong? But you're too manly to admit that when you get older, things don't work as good. You know what I'm talking about, Trevor. You know exactly what I'm talking about. You've been through this shit. You start growing apart. She leaves you. Next thing you know, she's dating the white coach because he got a good job. Meanwhile, you're at home by yourself watching porn. You're not even jerking off while you're watching the porn. You're just watching it and eating cheese. I, uh, I think that went a bit off track, but I get what you're saying, Roy. <laughs> you think the Rooney Rule should be abolished. No, I didn't say that. We just gotta replace the Rooney Rule with the Roy Wood Jr. Rule. The Roy Wood Jr. Rule? I I'm sorry, what is that? Oh, dog, it's simple. If a team is gonna hire a white guy, but they have to interview a black guy, then they should just have to fly me out. Yeah, but then doesn't that waste your time? Nah, man, I ain't got nothing going on except for this stupid-ass job. And I get to have a fun weekend. Get to fly first class, get to chill in a hotel with a minibar, hanging out in fun cities, drunk in New Orleans, back tattoos in Miami. I'm gonna have a good-ass time, dawg. Well, Roy, uh, um, I'm looking here, and it says that one of the first available jobs is gonna be in Minnesota. So, uh, you wanna fly there? You wanna send a black man to Minnesota? In February? What part of in racism do you not understand, Trevor? My skin wasn't made for them type of temperatures. Let them white coaches have Minnesota. They can have that. So, so Roy, you, you, you're just gonna give up on Minnesota? Trevor, there's a reason that you never saw any black Vikings. You've seen a black Viking? I, I can't say that I have. That's now, a good huh? point. Huh. Name one black Viking. You got me. Yeah. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX Anniversary Sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. 
Millions of people have made the switch to Nick Sleek Proof Underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine washable, and great looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. Guest tonight is a former NFL player and the president of the NFL Players Association. He is now a writer and a commentator. Please welcome Dominique Foxworth. Happy Black History Month. Oh, happy Black History Month to you, too. <laughs> I appreciate all the white people celebrating. They yeah. don't know who I am, but they clapping oh, for me anyway. Oh, no, no. They both think we're in the end of it. <laughs> um, you know what's interesting? It is Black History Month, and, and uh, the first day Tom Brady oh, <laughs> announces his retirement. That's yeah, hilarious. I mean, and on the day, or the way leading up to the Super Bowl, right? first two black quarterbacks ever. in the Super Bowl of ever. And we also had... Yeah. We also had... Um, over the weekend, what I believe to be the blackest moment right. in playoff history. Right. I don't know if you saw Patrick Mahomes' daddy on the sideline, Patrick LaVon yeah. Mahomes' yeah. daddy on the yeah. sideline. Oh, I loved it. It sounded so much like my black uncles. Yeah. It was When you say, what's his middle name? Oh, LaVon. Then you know it's going to be black. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was, it was the familiar yeah. den of a black uncle. Oh, it was. It sounded like a, like a leather <laughs> baseball cap. It's the blackest Super Bowl ever. Oh, 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 oh yeah. so good. That's the kind so of dude good. come over you high the jury. So uh, come he, up um, he said, I'm smoking on that Joe Burrow. Yeah, 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 <laughs> Sound just like Bob. But it is, it's historic. Two black yeah. quarterbacks starting for the first time. And what does that mean to you? You're a former player. What does yeah. that mean to you? No, I mean, I think it, it, uh, it represents... I hate the word progress, but it does kind of sure represent does. some progress. I mean, there's lots of other things in the NFL and in the world, frankly, that we need to work towards. But one thing that we've had to finally accept is black quarterbacks are perfect leaders, perfect quarterbacks. And the problem was that they didn't think they had the intelligence. I think um, it's, it's one about the intelligence and, the and also in the leadership. And right. it's also about y'all. Like, frankly, it's about what the what the quarterback represents right. on a football team right. is something that uh, white people in America in general were never comfortable with seeing right. a black person uh, represent that. So it's been it's been great to see not only have so many successful black quarterbacks uh, and we saw even some quarterbacks that are black that aren't good, right. which is a show in progress, too, because we, we could be just as shitty. As you yeah, I mean, that, that, is, that is progress. But the most like. Uh, exciting thing about it is the future of the league. The best quarterback that I think any of us have ever seen is Patrick Mahomes. I think I've never seen anybody be able to do the things he does. Now you got to, of course, you got to be great over a long period of time because there are people who started out that way. I thought what, um, what Cam Newton was doing was remarkable. And then and then and then you see what happens. It, it's interesting because we talk about football and there's there's a, a market difference between the way players in the NFL are treated and the way players in the NBA are treated. And I think primarily it is, it is the ownership. Uh-huh. Um, I think that the, uh, the ownership in the NFL has a decidedly different view 
of their commodity than the NBA does. Like, you would never see an NFL uh, NBA t- owner talk to a major star like, like NFL. If, if, if somebody talked to LeBron James like they talked to some of these stars, yeah. it would be over. Yeah, I mean, Le- LeBron James has a disproportionate amount of power, but, like, singling out the NFL, and trust me, I'm not going to be up here defending right. the NFL, right. but the NFL exists in our society, and frankly, NFL is no different than any other Absolutely. workplace. Right. And so, like, the hierarchy that exists in the NFL is, like, it's going to be blacker at the bottom right. and is, or minorities right. at the bottom, and you go up higher and higher, right. and there's less risk, there's less danger, there's less injury, there's less pain, but there's more money, there's right. more success, right. there's more protection. And that's, like, that's true in the NFL, and frankly, that's true in the NBA. It, That's true. Everywhere. everywhere that y'all work is true. It's true in this building. Yeah. Sorry, I, they may not, not have me back. Building. Yeah, not, not yeah. Right okay. Not yeah. today. Yeah, not, <laughs> not, not today. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's interesting because we, we watched, when I watched what happened to uh, Hamlin mm-hmm. on the field, um, I was personally, like, because like, I watch football a very long time, and I, I'm sure you've seen a lot of injuries. I don't know that I've ever seen anything like that. Yeah. And um, the way that the players reacted, um, it was it was it was hurtful. I mean, obviously you were sad that somebody was suffering there, but it was such a beautiful human moment yeah. because the NFL got to be human. Yeah. They, like the coaches, like we ain't playing this game. Yeah. And the owners, like, yes, you are. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so the, you you got to see men that just were empathic and and just right. men who were crying and praying. Yeah. And not because they won or they lost, because right. they were praying for for somebody who was in yeah. need. I played for a long. I played a long time. I was in a game where a player got paralyzed mm-hmm. um, on the field and he was taken off. We waited five minutes, warmed up, and played again. All right. I played in a preseason game where a player died in the locker room afterwards. Like, I've been around some mm-hmm. ugly parts of football, but to your point, I've never seen anything what, like What do you think was different about that? That particular play, is his heart stopped on the field. I mean, but we've seen people pass out. We've yeah. seen people have – but it was something different about that that made yeah. – because I didn't think it was all that bad at first. Right, I, none I'd of seen, us did. Hell, I passed out during COVID. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so I, but there was the way – because I think that people are used to certain types of injuries or seeing certain types of things, but that scared everybody. Yeah, the reaction from the players really, like, scared all of us. And I think this all goes back to the original conversation that we were having about, like – American culture and the hierarchy that exists is you show up at those games as a player and you know that there is no limit to the risk that you're taking. Right. But awful why, why, things why would happen. you do it though? Well, you do it because you grow up. So when you were a kid and you want to play football, you decide before you're like of clear mind. Right. And then you show a propensity for it. And people just keep pushing you along, keep right. pushing you along. And nothing's wrong with that. I and frankly, when I came up, we were unaware of the CTE stuff. Sure, that came sure. out while I was in would the Would that league. have changed your mind? I like to think it would, but I doubt that it would. And to be honest with you, I don't um, begrudge any of the players now for participating in a game knowing the risk that it takes. The thing that frustrates me is there is a cap on the amount of money they can make, on the amount of uh, like health care they can receive. The league negotiates for a cap on that. But on the other side, the owners, the coaches, the general managers, but, but there's no cap the, on their success. But that's up to the players, really. Because there's a sense of if, if, mm-hmm. if, if, if NFL players didn't play, that shit would be rugby. Right. Yeah. And I think the goal is to make you pretend like you don't have a choice. I believe you don't have a choice. You go through some of the finest institutions of higher learning on the face of the earth. You went to Harvard. You're a very bright man. But to make you believe that you're beholden to a thing because of your mind is the biggest game in town. So I agree and I understand. So to be clear, I went to Harvard Business School. I'm a terp through and through, first of all. But um, the first... He's he's downplaying Harvard. Yeah, man. I know somebody went to the new school. Let me tell you something (laughs) about that. (laughs) 
would say that <laughs> quality callback. Harvard is no new school. Yeah, Let me tell you quality that. callback. <laughs> now, I would say that I get your point, and I'm sorry to sound like a broken record, but like we all exist in the society, and I think the players as a whole, solidarity is power. If they stop Absolutely. playing, you can get what you want. And all of us can get the things that we want sure. if we band together. But the challenging thing about negotiating with the owners, it's the same thing that we all face, is trying to change a system that's entrenched. The people who are already in power in that situation. Sure. So if you are to strike, if you're a player, to, if you're a group of players to get what you right. want, that's essentially a war of attrition. Right. The commanders, the Washington football team, it's reported is going to sell for $8 billion. Right. How do players win a war of attrition against them? And then you compound that by the fact that we get pressure from everywhere. Sure. No one comes down so rarely. I think it's changing some now, but so rarely do fans come down on the owners when there's an issue. Not at all. They're mad at the players Be- all the time. Because that, that's the face that they, or they can't even see the face because they have a, right. a helmet on. Um, <laughs> I think you guys have a tremendous amount of pressure on you in, externally because... Um, if you're an athlete, um, you, people aspire to be you. And, and there's amount of external pressure that society, from a civic perspective, from a cultural perspective, um, from an activism pr- perspective. So, and and it's, it's really important, because the only time generally they see black people is running, jumping, singing, or dancing. Yeah. It really is. It's right. the only time we have everybody's rapt attention. Right. Mm-hmm. And so how do you balance the fact that you are a professional, you have commitments you have to, uh, you're obligated to, but you still have a commitment to making things better yeah. for a community. And so it's unfair, but that's life. It's unfair that that responsibility falls on black players because it doesn't fall on black, on, on white players. Sure. Like no one has this expectation sure. of white players to do the same thing. But as black players, they all know that that expectation falls on them. But I think Howard Bryant wrote a great book called The Heritage about the history of activism and athletes. And it's changed the position of the players um, and and activism has changed. And sure. I think that that's incumbent on us as spectators and people who care about it to understand that athletes aren't activists anymore as much as they are like flashlights. Right. They're, they are not entrenched in the fight in the way that, say, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was, which is fine. So when they get an opportunity and they say, look over at Tyree Nichols, then it's our job Mm -hmm. to jump in. Because we can't expect them to commit themselves to being the best in the world and then also commit themselves to be on top of the latest reading and the latest, like, But it's it's really self-preservation. Virtually every skill set that got you on that field will get you, uh, makes you a hero on Sunday, will make you a target on Monday. Mm -hmm. If you're big, you're fast, you're strong, and you're black, on Sunday, that's an attribute. On the streets of the of of, of, of this country, it is a detriment. Yeah. So it, it is self-preservation. There's one. There's yeah, only one fair. standard I have: do what you can to the best of your ability. Do what you can for as long as you can for all that you can. And I think that one thing I will say about you, even before I got a chance to meet you, I love how erudite you are. I love how nuanced you are. Because most things aren't just black and white. Yeah. And, 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 and I love how you don't just depend on your physicality. You have never just depended on that. But I, I hated how you played. You said, I'm a, I'm a Terp. Now, <laughs> nobody would ever put yeah. Maryland well, above man. Harvard on any resume. I, I would. <laughs> but it ain't no new school. <laughs> you, you, you've seen that there's a pretty broad continuum of experience between the way the NFL was then and it is now. Are you more hardened or more disappointed by the direction it's going yeah, um, I think that's a tough question. I think I am. That's why I'm here, baby. Yeah. Come on now. Yeah, I think that 
It's not about the NFL, and I'm guilty of this as much as anybody else, is we think of the NFL as a single entity, which, like, yeah, it's an institution, but the NFL is made up of a bunch of different things. Mm-hmm. And the most important entity in the NFL is the players. And so that, like, gives me optimism because I've never been more impressed, more excited, more invigorated by not only the talent, but the perspective and the engagement of these players. We talked about Patrick Mahomes right. and how he's the best quarterback in football right now and on a trajectory to be one of the best of all time. He spoke out. He was one of the first faces in that video about Colin Kaepernick. And I know that Colin Kaepernick's not back in the league, but the idea that a black quarterback who can obviously avoid this conversation if he wants to, like they, that opportunity is presented to him time and time again, and he does not. And that's an example to everyone else. And players like Lamar Jackson, who are willing to be outspoken and fight for players, right? Like all of these players in the league, and it's not just the black players, it's the white players also. Like the league is in so much better place because of the players. And if only the players like fully realize, understood but it there and there is a vested it. interest in making sure you don't realize it. Everything you have, you have because somebody that look like you <laughs> sacrificed. That's why you have it. Um, you you want to lead the union? No. You <laughs> I don't even pay my dues. Um, what would the... You, you, you're, you're older now. You have a family. You've been married. You've lived in various places. You've seen the world. What would the um, uh, adult you tell the rookie you, the wide-eyed, the wide-eyed, you from, the, the wide-eyed yeah, right. kid that was walking through the... What, what would you tell you? Uh, have as much fun as you can. Oh, no, that, you didn't, that's a different conversation. That's an off-camera <laughs> conversation. My bad, my bad, my bad. That's for the when the cameras go off. <laughs> right. um, no, I think the most important thing is to get as many different experiences as possible. And we are so focused and we're celebrating. I did a bunch of ESPN stuff today, mm-hmm. celebrating Tom Brady's career. And sure. his career deserves to be celebrated. Absolutely. Because it was great. Absolutely. And part of the reason why it was so great was because it appeared to me that nothing else was more important than football to him. And that's fine. If you can be Tom Brady, not everybody can be Tom Brady. And I know that having all these other experiences, the tough thing about being a player in professional sports is your skills aren't applicable anywhere else. So if you don't hit that home run and it just goes back to like the the challenge for being a player versus in the ownership class. If you are a player and you play three to four years, then the league minimum goes up and you're out of the league and your experience I mean, sets you up to be a bouncer. Like, what, right. it, you are in a tough situation. Right. So, like, one of the things that I did, and I would encourage all the players to do that, is get involved in the union as much as possible. Like, that helped open my mind to how many other opportunities there were out there in the world. Get involved in community things, obviously. And also, like, when you have time, one of the things that we negotiated was for a longer offseason. Sure. Use that offseason to go do something else. It'll make you a better football player. It'll make you a better person. It'll make you a better husband and I, father. I just, I, I dig talking to you, but I, I, I'd say this. I want you to understand this. I truly want you to understand this. And I, 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 most of the men who are on that football field go to the finest institutions of higher learning in the world. It is not their physical attributes. It is their minds. And when you understand that your mind is the most valuable piece of real estate on the face of the earth, they can't beat you. They can't. It is not your body. Your body will fail you way before your mind does. You know, you 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 are here not because uh, your your phys- your you, you you may think that because you hurt yourself you're here, but your mind was ready. Yeah. And these maybe I'm just you know I got the GED, so who am I to say? <laughs> But if you go to college, drop by a class every once yeah. in a while. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, it ain't no. got to be the new school, but it can be. <laughs> <laughs> I, I Dominique, Dominique uh, Foxworth. Be sure to check out his new podcast, The Dominique Foxworth Show. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. And we will be right back after this. 
Explore more shows from The Daily Show podcast universe by searching The Daily Show wherever you get your podcasts. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central and stream full episodes anytime on Paramount+. Plus. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Spentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.